Jacob and Emily had a special. This is a song called uh, Lead Me to the Cross.
question tonight, and that question is, what message are you sending? Um, we all have a message. Each and every day, the lives that we live uh, send a message. And what, if, what are our lives, what message are they sending? Uh, I love 1 Peter 4.11, and there will be a couple more Scriptures as we go through this that speak to the same thing. But look at this, in 1 Peter 4.11 it says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The part I want to focus on here is, first of all, in First Peter we see it says, when you speak, speak on the oracles of God. But then it says, if any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Here's the thing about that, and here's what I want to focus on, is ministering, or, and I'm not talking about my, my position as a minister, I'm talking about ministry, is not just what we say we're about, but what we do. Okay? And, and we're going to look at a few things real quick. Uh, if you have a pen and piece of paper, I'd love for you to write this down. This is something that it, it just radically opened my mind to this whole concept. And those four questions is, who is God? What does God do? Who am I? And what do I do? And one of the problems that I struggle with personally uh, is worry. So we're going to put worry in, that's what I do. Okay? I worry. I'm a worrier. Uh, who am I? I'm a worrier. But in respect to that, in thinking about that, if that's the message that I portray each and every day of my life, if I go around and I'm stressed about things and I'm, I'm doing things that show that my worry is one of my biggest concerns, what does that say about what God does? He takes little care of me. You see what I'm saying? If I, if I go to worrying, if, if that's what my whole life is about... That's my belief in God. And, and who is God? He's untrustworthy. If that's what my whole life centers around, I want to give you a passage of Scripture to kind of clarify this. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 27, it says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they tool not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which, is, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall He not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So here in the context of God, uh, Jesus talking about worry and talking about people who worry, what does He question? Their faith. So whenever we worry, that's our action. The message that we're sending is God's untrustworthy. 
And I don't know about you, but that's, that's not a message I want to send, right? So let's look at a couple more that I just kind of thought up. And here's the thing. You don't have to write all this down. I do want you to write those questions down because I want you to make this personal to you. I want you to say, what do I do? Who am I? What does God do? And who is God? The other thing I do is, some, a lot of times I feel like a failure. That's who I am. Because I fail. That's what I do. I have a to-do list going through the week and I say I want to get this, 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 and this done for the week. And I know if I get this, 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 and this done for the week, then, hey, that's going to be awesome. That's going to add to my ministry. That's going to add to Brother Michael's ministry. That's going to add to the ministry of Promised Land. But as I go through that week and I get caught up in things, a lot of times I fail. And what if I just walked around and I said, man, I failed this week. I can't get it all done. Man, I'm a failure. What does that say about what God does? It means that He demands my service. And if God demands my service, who is God? He's uncaring and unmerciful. You see that? That's the message I send. But then, let's go to another one. Uh, what if I habitually sinned? I had this sin that every day I came in and I did this sin and every day my life was about this sin. Uh, I would be a backslidden Christian, okay? I lived in that sin. What message does that send about who God is? That He doesn't care about my morality. And we know that He's given us the Bible, He's given us the law because to show that He's concerned about our morality. But if He doesn't care about our morality, who is God? He's non-existent or apathetic towards me. Right? If He's not concerned. Let's do one more. Uh, I hide my sin. Everything about my sin, I put it away. I don't want anybody to see it. Uh, what, what does that say about who I am? I'm a closet sinner. Okay? I just put it in the background. What does that say about God and what He does? He focuses on, on more important things. He's not worried about little old me. Well, who is God then? He's not all-knowing. He's limited. That's the message I send. And, and I, I just wanted to put some of these things out there and not to say that they're absolutely correct or, or whatever, but if that's the way we live over there, that's the message we send about God. And this is not the way it needs to be, right? I think all of us can agree that the God who we serve, these things are not in the Bible. So let's, let's reverse this around. Let's go from left to right here. Who is God? Well, He's love. Anybody in here want to disagree with that? Right? God is love. What does He do then? He loves me. He purchased me with His own Son, Jesus Christ. Right? And out of that, who am I? I am redeemed. I am free. I am loved. Therefore, what do I do? I serve out of love rather than obligation. That's the way it ought to be. That's the, that's the pattern it ought to be, right? Okay, let's look at another one. Um, sorry, slides kind of got messed up, I guess, going into the program. But here, God is all-powerful. He's mighty. Uh, 
what does that mean about God? Or what does God do? He controls everything. We talked about this morning, He's high and lifted up. He's not over just kings and rulers and all that, but He's also over principalities and powers and forces of nature. Well, if God controls everything and He's in control of everything, who am I? I'm a soldier. I'm fighting for Him. And even though in the midst of my trouble, if I realize that God is mighty, He's all-powerful, and He controls everything, what do I do? I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I don't care what the outcome seems to be. If I know that He is all-powerful and mighty, I'm a conqueror. And I'm victorious in any situation in my life because I know that if it's God's will, I'm going to come out with the victory. Let's look at another one. He's just. Anybody want to disagree with that one? No. He is absolutely just. He's absolutely caring. So what does God do? We know this famous Scripture in Philippians 4. He does not put anything on me more than I can bear without an escape. Right? So, so His justice knows my limitations and He's not going to put something on me more than I can bear without an escape because He's just. He's a just God. He's a fair God. So what does that mean about me? I'm a servant to the King. And what do I do? I serve without worry or stress. Why? Because I know He's a just God. He's, he's going to be fair about His obligations. Let's look at this next one. He's Father. I, I believe... I am adopted into the family of God. He is a Father. And what does God do as a Father? He provides. Talked a little bit about uh, King Solomon there and worrying and anxiety. He provides. He took care of King Solomon. He takes care of the lilies of the fields. And how much more are we if we are His sons and daughters? Right? He provides for us. So who does that make me? I'm a son. And if I'm a son, what do I do? Obey. You see it? You see, if we put God in perspective of who He is, and I mentioned this just a little bit this morning about the angels having six wings, two to reverence themselves from God and one, two for the service of God. If I reverence God, if I realize who God is in comparison to little old me, it'll change the way I live. If, if I really take this to heart and I say, Lord, I want to live in such a way that the message that I send glorifies You, these things will line up. The chart will line up. I want to, listen, I want to read one more Scripture to you. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Probably a Scripture that you've all heard before. It says, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, let's break this Scripture apart real quick. Who are we supposed to let our light shine before? Men. 
the world. Okay, we'll just put it in perspective. Other people outside these doors. We're supposed to let our light shine. We know that letting our light shine is it all has to do with our actions and how we present God to the world around us. So, if we're to let our light shine before the world, why? So that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here's the point. The third party here. The world. How are they supposed to see God for who He is? By our actions. You get it? The message we send that's probably more profound than the words that we speak is our actions. One author put it this way, um, I just went blank. Yeah, he said it, but uh, I don't remember it. Mm. Anyway, people are going to see our good works. And if we claim to be Christians, they're either going to have a negative thought process on who God is or a positive. So I want to ask you tonight, what message are you sending? What message are you sending? Is, is it a message that draws people closer to God and so that they can glorify the Father in heaven? Or is it a message that repels people away? What's our message? It's a plain and simple concept, but listen, I'm not perfect. And I don't think anybody in here would ascribe to being perfect. I'm going to mess up. I'm, I'm going to make mistakes as I go along the way, but listen, God's grace is sufficient for that. It's what I'm striving for in life. And everything... This is... I started... Uh, three years ago when Laura and I married... Uh, she had a couple of projects. It's funny how that happens. Uh, you get married and you get projects. Uh, but anyway, and I started working, uh, building some furniture in our house and doing a few things. And I realized that, you know, if I build the front of it just right and then go sloppy on the back side, it matters. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I think all the men, especially in here, would agree, yes, it does. Our lives can't center around the message that's in these four walls. Our lives has to reach out into the lives we live daily. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, I want to ask you, what message are you sending? Does it bring people closer to God or push them away?